Hi, this is Austin Parsons, Pitmaster with Smoky Mountain Q in Nashville, Tennessee, and you are listening to the Barbecue Central Show. Happy to have you aboard here for the really big barbecue show. Boing. We cook because we have to, and we grill because we want to. Hit me! Fine, how's it going? You have a great show, I'm a big fan. Boing. So what 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 seems to be the problem here? This man looks like he's dead and he's in the in the crackle. Charbono. It's all about the Charbono, dude. Succulent fish. What? We ate two before we nursed. Delicious Libertius shit feast. I'm shaking like a dog shit peach seed. <laughs> we have top men working on it right now. Top men. Welcome aboard to the second hour. This is the Barbecue Central Show. We talk about barbecue and grilling related items that are only of the highest importance and order here in the industry. Doing it live from 9 to 11 p.m. Eastern. Do it live. Recording in case you can't make it for podcast. Recording in case you can't make it live for podcast. Hour number one is released early in the morning tomorrow. Hour number two on Thursday. And I'll tell you about Friday here in just one moment. The show originating from where? Palm City, USA. Cleveland. Still to come on the show this evening, as I had mentioned on the way out of the first hour, Mr. Jonathan, the co-host over at Cigar Authority Podcast, and Johnny Maggs from the Pit Life Barbecue Podcast will both be joining me for a group segment. And we're going to be talking about the big burger battle that took place over at the Cigar Authority podcast, Confines slash Two Guys Smoke Shop out there in New Hampshire. It's going to be a fun recap and certainly looking forward to that. Don't forget, you can follow me socially at BBQ Central Show on Instagram, Twitter, TikTok, and the Snapper Snaps slash BBQ Central Show over on Facebook and Twitch for a live video feed. Also one over on YouTube slash RD Rempe. And we are audibly available on Clubhouse as well. Coming up on the best moments of the Barbecue Central show in 10 minutes or less this Friday, episode 244, taking you back to August 30th, 2011, and this week featuring me. Let me ask you a question. Specifically, the male listeners in the audience. Have you ever been a member of the YMCA and gone to work out there in the early morning hours? If you have, then you'll be able to relate to the best moment show that will hit the podcast feed this coming Friday. If you have never been to the YMCA in the early morning hours, then you have been considering membership. My friends, this is mandatory listening before you pull the trigger. If you're on the fence right now, you live by a Y or you're only down the street from the Y or your wife says we have to join the Y you have to listen say honey lover sweet lips hold your horses 
We can't do anything. No decision-making until afternoon on Friday so I can make sure I listen to the upcoming best moments of the Barbecue Central show because there is life-changing information that will be transpiring. If you missed it live back in 2011, and I think everybody missed it then, you will be lucky to hear this one more time, especially if you're on the fence, because I would hate for you to not have the heads up on the shenanigans that are going on in the men's locker room at your local Y, especially since I have lived it no less than two separate times in my life. And what you will hear this coming Friday, you will find both shocking and potentially hilarious. If you remember this bit from 12 years ago, thank you for being a longtime fan. But for those looking to sign up for the YMCA, make sure you check this out before you sign on the line, which is dotted. Don't forget, if you want to hear a past guest or a segment that might be lost in the archives of the show, reach out to my pal and Michigan Embedded Correspondent John Solberg and let him know what you would like to hear. His email is j-o-n at thebbqcentralshow.com. Once again, that's j-o-n, John, at thebbqcentralshow.com. Let him know what you'd like to hear, and he'll do his best to meet your expectation as far as best of shows are concerned. Upcoming shows in September include visits from Malcolm Reed, Sam the Cooking Guy, Meathead from AmazingRibs.com. We'll once again be visited by Robert Moss. Daniel Vaughn from Texas Monthly will be stopping in for his quarterly visit. Barbecue Hall of Famer and icon Stephen Reichlin will make his return to the show. Of course, bristly barbecue journalist Derek Riches is slated to join us along with the embedded correspondents and much more. I have a number of lines out just trying to confirm dates with a lot of first-time guests that will be showing up in September as well. So we're looking forward to that. Last week, I showed you a video of a fireworks accident gone horribly wrong, and I'm not going to show that again. I was going to show the companion piece to that, but instead, since I did announce it, I will be unveiling right now to you the latest Barbecue Central show animation. It's a dandy. Remember this sound? Anybody remember who that might be? In case you can't place it, I'll do it again. One and only barbecue celebrity Big Mo Quesa. Last time he was on the show, which was a year ago, February. By the way, when you look at February in back-to-back -back years, Mo Quesan, the following year, Jeremy Andrews, two of the biggest names in the industry. Mo Quesan was enjoying a Yeti tumbler of libation, probably bourbon or some type of whiskey. He's into the brown water. And it was had a lot of ice in it. He was chewing a lot of ice during that segment. His microphone picked it up. I have it. You're hearing it. Well, then I found my buddy Damien from Doodles and Things. Found out he was an incredible animator. And we've been animating all sorts of nonsense. Of course, the first one was the Meathead, pineapple is the best thing off the grill animation, which came to rave reviews. A handful of weeks ago was the Jeremy Andrus interview where he was really buff working out as we were talking about why Traeger didn't have a podcast. And this week, 
we unveil the Mo Case on Ice Chomp animation without further ado for your viewing pleasure. Here it is. So we race to the hotline and welcome back, friend of the show, Mo Kason. Hey, Mo. What's up, man? Oh, do you really want to get into the restaurant business? Is there a difference, you know, for you to take this trip down to Florida and cook your food, mm-hmm. as you're saying, everybody's like, is there a difference, though, in opening it up to a restaurant? You don't have a restaurant open yet. You talk about getting into the restaurant. And then you do give your opinion on the quality of the food in both. Jethro's, you said, was garbage. Smokey D's, you said, didn't have any soul. Looking back at it, would you have rather have been in business for some amount of time, like in the restaurant business for some amount of time before you levy those charges, or it completely irrelevant, doesn't matter? Mo Kason, breaking it all down right here, and you can find him at MoKasonBBQ.com. See where he's available for sale retail-wise in your area. Mo, really appreciate the extended time this evening. Continued success. Right on, brother. Thank you, man. You got it. There he is. Mo Kason. Damien is a bitch in the best way possible. So, unlike all of the other animations that we've done currently, this one was a little contrived. Obviously, the audio was 100% real. That interview actually took place. Go back to February 2021 and go ahead and listen to it all. Obviously, when I asked Mo the questions, he had subsequent answers. However, because it's comedy and I know what I'm doing, I said, wouldn't it be great where we take the audio of me asking the questions and then Instead of answering the way he did, we just go ahead and toss in the ice chomps as his answers. Increasingly bigger ice, ice shooting over. I gave the concept to Damien, and he just took off with it. And once again, hits the marks, the minutia. Like when you stop and hit pause on that to go look in the background, like there was a whole big Mo case on bio as I'm sitting in the park reading the Barbecue Central newspaper or whatever he called it. I mean, there's so much attention to detail and minutia in the best ways possible for as young as he is, this guy is going to be a mega star. And again, I'm happy to get the time with him that I am now before he blows up like crazy, but that's the latest animation installment. The big Mo case on ice chomp. It's a winner. That kid's magic. He's gold in the biz. We call him radio gold. Here's the best news. Coming up next, Mr. Jonathan and Johnny Max. We're going to be talking about the burger battle. Before we do that, we talked to you about the first hour's last segment guest, John Furman and Bub and Mothers. What's the first thing you think of when you think of the great state of Maine? I can tell you for me, it's definitely not great barbecue until I gave Bub and Mothers a try. How could a rub that's so flavorful and versatile come from a state that's known for lobster and winter? Here's a little bit about them. Bub and Mothers is a veteran-owned gourmet spice blending company that's the only barbecue company using real main ingredients from real main companies. The rub are 100% natural, lower in salt than just about anything else on the market. While it is handcrafted and blended to be used on anything that used to have fur fins and feathers, 
fans of the rub are actually using it on everything from avocado toast to fried zucchini. There's even a restaurant using it to make cocktails. You can see all the recipes at their website, bubandmothers.com. Both flavors have won honors from the International Flavor Awards two years in a row. The rubs were used as a guest judge gift on Beat Bobby Flay, and the competition cook teams have gotten multiple calls using Bub and Mother's flavors. The Down East Dinner Dust and the Honey and Heat can be used interchangeably. Once you've tasted them, your imagination will come up with many other ways to use them as well. And if you come up with a unique recipe, contact them through their website, bubandmothers.com. The post pictures and credit you with the recipe as well. You can smoke with it, grill with it, fry with it. And in the dead of the main winter, you can even get fantastic barbecue flavor in your oven or broiler if you don't want to go outside. You can blend it with things to make their soon-to-be-famous redneck ale, homemade sauce, and other side dish items. Try honey and heat on an omelet. Change your life. Take it from me. Head on over to bubandmothers.com. That's B-U-B, the letter N. M-U-T-H-A-S, bubandmothers.com, and order the Gourmet Dry Rub with Main Attitude. And note the portion of every purchase, as we found out from John earlier, goes to a veteran charity. Tell them Greg and the Barbecue Central Show sent you. We're back to recap the burger battle from New Hampshire. Stick around. Be right back. You're listening to the number two most downloaded barbecue and grilling podcast anywhere. The Barbecue Central Show. Stern, Jim Rome, Dan Patrick, and Greg Rampey. The Mountain Rushmore of talk show entertainment. Now, let's get back to the Barbecue Central Show. Welcome back. This portion of the show being brought to you by Pit Barrel Cooker, the most unbelievable outdoor cooking device on the planet, currently available in three sizes with a host of accessories to complete your Pit Barrel cooking experience. It doesn't matter if you are a beginner or a professional, definitely a cooker you want to add to the arsenal. Visit pitbarrelcooker.com and tell them the Barbecue Central Show sent you. Over the life of the show, we've talked a lot about competition, but rarely has it been outside the competition barbecue realm. Tonight, we will change that as I welcome in two guests to talk about their most recent burger battle that took place earlier this month at Two Guys Smoke Shop in New Hampshire. The first guy is well-known to be the official cigar expert of the Barbecue Central Show. The other guy has appeared on the show as a contestant and is also the host of the Pit Life Barbecue podcast, making his debut here this evening. Let's go ahead and race to the hotline and welcome back in Mr. Jonathan and Johnny Mags to the show. Gentlemen, appreciate you joining me here this evening. Mr. J, of course is to the right of me if you're watching, and then we all know Johnny Mags directly below me. And that's my logo because I don't have four people here totaling. So we'll fill the box up because that's what nice. All right, so Mr. J, if you don't mind starting us off here, give us a little background and subsequent setup for this particular Burger Bash event at Two Guys. So this was set up as a an event where we were hiring or Camacho Cigars was hiring this pit champion guy that makes burgers. He specializes in going around and making burgers for everybody. And he backed out at the last minute. I had COVID and I get an email from one of the bosses at at two guys and says, all right, this is the event. Everybody start working and sell tickets. 
and I look on the flyer and there's my picture um, competing against Johnny Mags. So it came, it came out of necessity. I can cook, I can hang in the kitchen and Johnny's a good friend of mine. So uh, in fact, to Johnny's credit, uh, a wealth of knowledge when it comes to barbecuing and he once helped me set up a smoker that I had to kind of resurrect from the ashes, if you will. And I was trying to make uh, smoke burn ends. And I'm like, Johnny, I've never used a smoker before. And he just patiently walked me through it. So he's a wealth of knowledge. It was, it was great to compete against him. So this is an event where you are told you're going to be doing this. No choice. It's just you're down no matter no, what. That's, I'm always down. Yeah. I'm always down. Johnny Mags, were you given an opportunity to not do this? Or much like Jonathan, you were just told you're going to be doing it? Well... <clears throat> First, if Jonathan did his any homework whatsoever, oh, we're going to start like this the, already. Wow! The person who backed out at the last minute was known as the Burger Beast, who is very well known on Instagram and social medias, and he's in Camacho has been bringing him around the country. To um, I'm a little jealous right now, Mister J. I'm not going to lie to you. Uh, to compete, um, I don't. I don't, actually, I don't know if it's an actual competition at their other stores or if he just comes for the event and makes burgers our our friend in who owns a shop dave garofalo he likes to make everything a um competition so why does this guy might have a little something you have a you have a runny nose or something like why doesn't he yeah i think so i think something just something just happened in his schedule and honestly it's probably not him the company that was putting the event on is kind of notorious for doing shit at the last minute. Hmm. All right, John. So you're down with doing this burger contest as well. It sounds like, so what's your, what's your competition? I don't mean barbecue competition, but just in general, do you have a storied background in competitions? Um, I've done a few, um, few backyards in the area. Mm-hmm over the years but um not nothing of you know great significance um kcbs wise or otherwise sca anything just the regular backyard stuff is this something that's nerve-wracking for you no um being a mailman full-time i work six days a week so i'm i'm there on a saturday so it's tough to get the time off mm-hmm. in order to go do a competition. Uh, now, Mr. Jonathan, he you certainly has. It, he, he's no stranger to eating the barbecue, though, as you can clearly see. He's, he's not a small man. <laughs> Mr. Jay, you've taken part in a number of competitions put on by the Cigar Authority and or two guys. What contests were those and how have you fared in those events? Uh meatball competition is probably the most popular one and that started as an event because my birthday falls in january and i was having a soft january about halfway through i just said to dave we need to put together an event i need sales so we put together this meatball competition and to just to generate some sales at the end we had 50 people there we got five people to make meatballs including myself and I came in dead last, and then the next year I came in dead last, and then the next year I tied for fourth. Out of? And then this year I tied for third out of five. Okay. And in Johnny's case, with the the burger competition, by the way, I came in second place. I mean, it's not bad. Well, it was you and and Johnny. 
Yeah, yeah, yeah. There were two people competing. All right, so, Johnny, let's start with you. Now that we have a little bit of the lay of the land here, it's going to be a burger contest. Are you also having to make a number of burgers? So uh, let me back out a little bit. How I'm seeing this in my head, uh, I'm going to be competing. I got to make a burger, so I got to A, figure that out. And then are you also subsequently responsible for making an additional 40 or 50 burgers for whoever might be showing up to? Yeah, I was I was asked um, when when D Dave had asked me to do the competition, um, I needed to make fifty burgers because there was fifty tickets being sold. Wow! And then obviously the the people from Camacho, um, the the folks that are still working at the smoke shop. So going into it, it was right around sixty sixty five burgers, at least in my mind at the time. So everybody would get a burger, and you're and you're the then, one that has to cook all those burgers. Yes, sir. Holy moly, that's quite a task. Oh, he was a beast on it too. But beast. I mean, same thing for you, right, Jonathan? You're going to have to make sixty-five portions oh. potentially. Yeah. So, Greg, here's the thing. To me, it doesn't <laughs> matter. It doesn't matter who wins the competition. It matters that people came in and they bought the tickets and they had fun and they buy cigars at the end that's the real event is the cigar buying so not that i didn't take it seriously i took it very seriously but i used the white castle method for cooking i just laid some julienned onions and some celery and carrot and froze some meat trays and put that on top and popped it in the oven so i had two full trays in there i was able to do 30 burgers a tray i had 60 burgers to present and got some slider rolls and just dished them all out once the meat hit temp and I was ready to go. Because because it was easy to do like that or because you're a fan of White no, Castle burgers? I'm also, no, I'm also managing a cigar store at the exact same time. They Johnny don't give you, they don't give you a day off to do the competition properly? He's making you work and also do a competition? Yes, yeah. That seems patently unfair. Yeah. No, what's unfair is when somebody uses steroids on their burger, but we'll get to that in a little bit. There's a, there's a little controversy on this particular Look, I'm not trying to uh, say I feel for you here, Jonathan, but if, if Johnny was at a barbecue competition, uh, I, I don't think he would also be delivering mail to people and then be expected to continue to be at a barbecue competition at the same time. You're working your job. It should be Mr. Jonathan, general manager of this store, or it should be Mr. Jonathan, competitor for the barbecue series. It, it can't be both. Well, in this case, it had to be both. And uh, in this case, the best man won. So you're a fan of, of White Castle burgers. We'll stick with you here just for one more second here, Mr. J. Are you... Um, Really trying I'm not to a fan hold... of White Castle burgers. No. I think they're style? terrible. But uh, that style of being able to layer in flavors mm -hmm. that are cooking underneath, and as that fat renders, it starts to pull some caramelization out of the onions and blend in with the other ingredients, in addition to seasoning the meat well and having every bite be a little bit of an adventure. That is what I'm a fan of, and you can stack that in the oven. So what I'm a fan of is when I have to cook for 
30 people and it's just kind of, oh, we're, we're having a party and there's 30 people coming to the house. Yeah, I can bang out 30 burgers and not I can have it prepped the day before and not have to think about it. So that part I love, mm-hmm. but I also love putting the crust on the meat and being able to smash them like Johnny did. So if I had the extra time, I would have gone that direction. I just I didn't have that kind of time that day. Did you think of the potential judges as you were conceptualizing this burger? I did, and I honestly thought I was going to fare better than I did because in the meatball competition, whoever makes the closest to a gas station meatball wins every single year, except for uh, last year, Oliver won by stuffing his meatball with prosciutto and mozzarella, and I had done that in years past and came in last place. I don't know how he pulled that off, but everybody else that's won, it's been the shittiest meatball up there. I'm eating it going, all right, compared to everything else, it's dog food, and the guy comes in first place. So either I have a, a very good palate or I have a terrible palate when it comes to cooking. Up for debate. Johnny Mags, we go over to you. Your thought process yep. as you are conceptualizing Steroids. the burger that ends up winning. Steroids. Take steroids i was just using product that like you had just said melds and accentuates the flavors of the burger all right so call it steroids or not you know i'm not the one with the soft um soft month you know you might want to get a uh, prescription for that one but anyway so you might look into steroids um i went with using the competition talk and knowledge and information from guests and friends and people on the circuit, you're always going for that one bite wow factor. Mm -hmm. So I needed to do something packed with flavor. Being a cigar event, a lot of cigar smokers are used to a finer experience, Mm -hmm. especially culinary wise. You know, a lot of steakhouses, things like that. So I'm not even going to step forward and trying to make some White Castle crap thing and insult these people. So I'm going, I was going to go a full gourmet style burger. Not fully gourmet, but I went with a smash burger. Mm -hmm. Because also with the smash burger... I'm also playing into the the older the elder statesman in the room for the said event to bring back that little nostalgia of their dates with the misses back in the old old diners. But of course, smash burgers are raging in popularity right now. Have been for the last couple of years too. So even if you have a younger cigar smoker that's attending the yeah. event, you're getting the older person. You're also getting the somebody, the, the millennial that thinks it's hot shit to do a smash burger. Yep. So I was I was going straight for emotion. Hit 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 them in the heart. So uh, how did you your also burger- you also go ahead? You John. killed it with the presentation. The the pretzel bun was so over the top good. When I saw it, I'm like, ah shit, just phenomenal. Because you eat phenomenal. with your eyes first, right, Jonathan? Yes, you yes. do. All right. So, Johnny, does the is the pretzel bun like first on the list? Are you building around the pretzel bun, or is that a uh, inspiration shot where you're in the bakery and it's like, 
the lights come on. There's a golden halo over pretzel buns, and you're like, that's the one I got to eat. Well, I originally was going with the smash burger, but what is better than a smash burger? Double smash burger. Double smash burgers. Fact. Correct, Greg. Thank you. It's fat, by the way. Fat. 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 Like Jonathan. Fat. Fat. So a double smash burger. And what am I going to go? Just throw some American cheese on there, some Swiss cheese, some cheddar cheese. No. I'm going a smoked queso cheese sauce. Oh. What would go great with the cheese sauce but a soft pretzel? Right. So there was the pretzel bun. Right. Yes. So I was in search of pretzel buns. So the pretzel bun was actually the last of the ingredients. And I found my pretzel buns. I went out, did my due diligence, and went shopping early. Made sure I got all my the meats I wanted to use, my queso ingredients, and my buns well before the day of. Uh, let, can, can we talk about the meat that you used? Because I just sure. used regular 80-20 beef. Which is certainly acceptable. I mean, that's what I would use if I was making burgers at home. But I went. Oh, I use some really fancy ground beef. Oh yeah, like what? Oh, um, I guess you could categorize it as a a wagyu style ground beef. A wagyu style. Was it wagyu or not? It's not wagyu style. It says wagyu wagyu ground beef. Holy moly! Did Dave pay for the beef? Yes. Camacho did. Oh, okay. Good. <laughs> Thank God. I was like, I can't believe you just bought Wagyu and you ground it. Yeah. No, I, I, I had the so you were prime a, brisket. You were given a stipend ground. by Camacho? Yes. Like you get X amount to spend on your burgers? Yes. All right, good. So I grabbed the, the Wagyu ground beef, and okay. I also grabbed a prime brisket mm-hmm. and had my local butcher shop grind that twice. So I get a great mix of the fat. Yep. And uh, and I combined the two. Hmm. All right, I, I got a question, and I'm going to tell you. I'm going to tell you my budget was a couple hundred bucks. That's what Dave told me to spend. What was your budget? Mm-hmm. My budget was a couple hundred bucks. My 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 was entire it? cook. Yeah. All right. I never even thought to grind a brisket. That's brilliant. Double grind a brisket. Brilliant. Double, you gotta, now let's you gotta talk get about the steroid use mix. because you had such amazing <laughs> meat already. The flavors mm-hmm. with just salt and pepper, mm. that burger would have shined with the double crust. You had great thin smash burgers. The crust was so great. And then you were like, you know what would make this way better? If I add MSG and citric acid to it. And that's the bullshit right there. No, that's not bullshit. That's what makes your flavor buds pop. That's why Chinese food tastes so good. That's why competition barbecue tastes so good, because there's MSG. You did say earlier of layering flavors with your onions and your peppers and your your, um, steamed beef. Those those are flavors. That's all I was doing. 
<laughs> I was layering flavors with my lucky shake and my smoke bomb. So I'm I'm layering flavors, and I would like you, everyone to notice that it, there is no ice in my brown water, so I'll be not showing up in a cartoon later. Uh, in the end, what's the final tally? Fifteen to six. A lot to a little. In favor of in favor of Johnny Mags. I'm sorry. What was it again? Fifteen six. Fifteen six. All right. So uh, we would call that a convincing win, but six votes. You know, pretty good nonetheless, as you said, Mr. J taking a second the, place. The, the six people that voted for me all felt compelled like that. I think they voted out of just shame. So that they felt compelled to come up and tell me that they voted for mine because they could eat thirty of them. Hmm. And they didn't want to vote for Johnny's because one was enough. And I'm like, You're you're actually making the case for Johnny Mags. Yeah. <laughs> it's a burger competition. At the end of one, it should be enough. And his was. His was a great burger. John, you win the burger battle in your competition experience, though limited as we found out. Is this the top win so far? Um, no, actually. No. Um, my best wings on the um, on the seacoast is my top best win from a um, uh, couple couple years, a year before COVID, so that would have been 19, I believe. Uh, best best win, wings on the seacoast through, um, oh, what's the name of the brewery? They threw a little barbecue competition every year for a couple years, supporting the local fire was department. Was it 603? No, it was up in, up in Northampton. Um, Smutty Nose. Smutty Nose Brewery. Of course. Smutty nose. Everybody knows Smutty nose. All right. So, uh, uh, cash prize uh, to the winner, Johnny, or no? Yeah. 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 How much cash you win? Prize, How much little, you win? Little nice little trophy. What's, yeah, that would have been that would have been the best one. What's the haul? How, how much you win? Hundred bucks. Hey, all right. And you didn't have to pay for any of that stuff either, so you don't have to worry about trying to break even like you have to do in competition barbecue. So, that's right. Johnny Mags wins the burger battle. Maybe there'll be another one next year so we can follow that one or, or maybe that Camacho maybe, guy show. Maybe. I mean, who, who the hell knows? Um, I, I would say, man up. thank God this guy shined because what great content we were able to produce here on the Barbecue Central show on August 30th here in 2022 with the host of Pit Life Barbecue Podcast, Johnny Mags, and of course my personal cigar expert and the official cigar expert of the Barbecue Central show, Mr. J., uh, Johnny, I'm going to let you go. Uh, Jonathan, can you hang over for a few minutes and talk yeah. some cigars? All right. Uh, guys, appreciate the time. Johnny, congratulations and continued success with the podcast. Thank you, Greg. Thank you. you. And, and if I can just say one more thing. All right. Jonathan and I have been great friends for the past 15 years. So the, the whole, the whole competition over the burgers was, just, it was, just, it was just great. It was just oh, a great helped time. Him set the grill up. It was awesome. He, he did. He helped me set the Blackstone up in the back. Nice. Pulled it out of the truck. But it, it was just a great time. I can't wait to do it again just to to see what we each can come up with. Well, that's what Live Fire is all about, helping each other. Great community. So congratulations to Johnny once again for winning the Burger Bash over there at Two Guys. The website, the number com. If you're down for buying smokes. Why not? 
Before we jump back and talk some cigars with Mr. Jonathan, I'll talk to you quickly about David Lean's and the Do Wellness Program, the program that I'm actually doing as we're starting week nine. DavidLeans.com slash BBQ to sign up right now. That's DavidLeans.com slash BBQ to sign up right now. Join me. I'm only nine weeks ahead of you. Maybe you've heard that having a dad bod was cool. Well, take it from a stud like me. It's not. There's nothing sexy about wearing your gluttony everywhere you go, not to mention being overweight increases the risk for all causes of mortality, including strokes, most cancers, coronary artery disease, sleep apnea, hypertension, osteoarthritis, and mental illness. Making the decision to change decades-old food habits can mean the difference between you attaining your health goals versus dealing with the unknown health challenges that you and your family will have to face down the road. Forget that. Luckily, we all have a pal who I've been using to coach me, backyard barbecue enthusiast and men's health and wellness coach David McDowell. You can eat barbecue all year round and still lose the fat, fat with David. You've got assistance around the clock. He's just a text message, an iMessage, or a WhatsApp message, or an email away. He's also available to FaceTime, Zoom, WhatsApp video chat whenever you need help, even on short notice. Now, where some coaches are charging up to 500 bucks a month for a canned diet plan and one to two check-ins a month, forget that. Partnering with David allows you to have access to a resource who's effectively available 24-7. And it's not 500 or 600 or $700 a month. No, no, no. 200 bucks a month. I'm investing in me. You invest in you. You don't have to be some kind of crazy maniac eating until your life ends. You want to make the change? David can help you make the change. Do it with me. DavidLeans.com slash BBQ. And we are back with Mr. J right after this. Stick around. We'll be right back. Let's get back to a guy who has more experience giving you his opinion than he actually has cooking. Once again, here's your host, Greg Rempe. Welcome back to this portion of the show being brought to you by smithfield.com for recipes as well as tips and tricks from well-known live fire cooks like Darren Warther, Jess Priles, and Childs Cridlin, mouth-watering flavor, no artificial ingredients. Smithfield Fresh Pork is quite simply some of the finest pork money can buy. It's a trusted choice of top cooks for use in competitions. And at home, once again, that's smithfield.com. And we are joined once again by the Barbecue Central Show's official cigar expert, Mr. Jonathan from the Cigar Authority podcast and over at Two Guys Smoke Shop. So great recap of the big burger event. And now that Johnny's off, Mr. J, you let him win, right? I mean, there's no reason to rub it in his face to him directly. No, there was no, there was no letting him win. I was a little shocked when I took a bite because I'm, I live ninety percent of my life in a ketogenic state, so I didn't want the pretzel bun or the cheese sauce or whatever the hell else was going on. I just wanted the burger. I took a burger. I took one bite, and I said, "Are you using MSG and citric acid in this?" And he said, "Actually, I don't know. I never read the ingredients of the rubs. I use these two rubs, and he put them down on the table, and I read the ingredients. Yeah. And of course, it has it. And listen, that's people love that flavor. It's just not something that I would normally consume. And you look great, by the way. I, I just heard the last commercial that you. you're nine weeks in. Yeah. What's the 
what's the eating like on this eating plan? Well, the good and the bad news, I guess, is in my real life, while I purport to be this pit master and live fire artist and all this stuff, which I am, I can cook barbecue like crazy. I can grill like crazy. But in the end, I'm a simple man. So I can literally eat the same thing every day if I had to for the rest of my life. So as I'm putting my plan together with David, he's like, you know, how intricate do you want to get with the meals, this and that? I was like, ah, the easier, the better. And I like chicken and I like turkey. I like meat. So have at it. And it's, uh, you know, every morning I'm doing uh, half a cup of oatmeal, put some peanut butter in there. I have a protein shake if I'm doing a lift that day. Lunch, seven ounces of turkey or chicken or steak, 120 grams of rice. And then dinner, uh, roughly the same thing as lunch, except a little bit more rice, uh, any amount of salad that I want with just a little bit of light dressing. And it's so it doesn't sound great for the somebody who's always struggled to do a diet or be on an eating plan. It's probably not inspiring anybody to go, well, that's what I want to do, but David also will meet you where you are and work with your diet and what you like, what you don't like. He asked me if I drank, if I smoked, blah, blah, blah. You know, so he's very uh, intricate with his questions and really learns about you. But that's what I'm doing, and it's uh, worked for me. I'm not looking to lose a tremendous amount of weight. Wanted to rock up and shred out a little bit, and it's working pretty well nine weeks in. What uh, Dr. Grundy, who's a dietitian out there on YouTube, his famous line is when it comes to dieting, it's not what you eat. It's what you're not eating. Hmm. That's important. So I noticed you didn't say potato chips. No. You weren't talking about no pop. pork rinds. No, nothing like that. Soda, sugary drinks. So being able to eliminate that stuff is going to be such a key. And if you can find a group of foods that you can latch onto that you like enough to be able to get rid of the other shit, that's really the key. Mm-hmm. Mr. Jonathan joining us here on the show, the co-host of the Cigar Authority Authority podcast. Don't say that too fast. You sound like I just did there for a second. What's smoking well in the shop these days, Mr. J? Uh, I got to tell you, the the folks at Aladino are, I don't know what they're doing to their tobacco, but there is- (laughs) MSG? (laughs) Zero ammonia present. Zero. You, you smoke that cigar well past the band, and it is just phenomenal all the way through, and it doesn't matter what blend. You like them mild. You like them strong. They got a little something for everybody, but all the way through, they're smoking great. Uh, the folks that selected tobacco with their Bandolero, all 12 shapes and three different blends, all killing it. Mm. Perdomo's killing it. Padron is killing it. There's just... Uh, there's a few brands that we can't even we can't even talk about who makes them, but La Giana, made by a big name brand that rhymes with Davidoff. Uh, you got United Cigar that's smoking great. Uh, all the Garofalo lines that are made by a brand that rhymes with Perdomo. The that the entire that entire portfolio there is just it's crushing it. Mm. And the thing about the thing about knowing what's smoking great, I may smoke something and say, all right, this is great for my palate. It all boils down to the two types of cigars that are, exist in the world, the ones that sell and the ones that don't. Mm. And those are all turning and burning, literally. In the barbecue world, 
for the last two years, it's been boom central, short of owning a barbecue restaurant, which even if you could pivot a little bit into, if you were to sit down, if you could move into that fast casual or uh, use an app or get stuff to the curb, you probably made it to some degree. A lot of them faded away if they didn't want to embrace technology here. But otherwise, if you were selling an accessory, a rub, a grill, you were selling out, it was hard to get. The boom was crazy. Record sales, the likes we have never seen in the industry for two plus years. And then at the, at the end of last year, I started hearing inventories building, distributors and uh, folks that are buying stuff from overseas are saying, hey, don't send that container over here because the big box stores that they're pulling through have inventory still. They haven't sold through. They're not looking to restock. Well, guess what? Now we've had a bust. You've seen Traeger stock go down. You've seen Weber stock go down. You've seen them uh, replace their CEO and the likes have been going on through the live fire industry over the last couple months. Same for the cigar industry or not? Uh, well, uh, this is all good news for you, by the way, because when there's a glut of inventory, they're going to be looking for places to throw their money out to advertise. So congratulations. You're about to have a boom. Uh, in the cigar industry, the uh, yeah, the honest truth is we went through the same kind of boom over the two years of the COVID shutdowns. There was so little to do but smoke and drink that that's what people did. And they had the extra income to do it because they weren't going to the movies. They weren't going out to eat. You know, they were just at home in their little man caves or whatever they built up at the beginning of COVID. That's where they were and smoking and keeping in their small little group pods. So that portion of the cigar industry, that, that boom is over. Mm. So now, although the bigger manufacturers that kept me supplied through the pandemic, they've now gone through their reserves. So I'm starting to see a little bit of a slowdown with orders coming from Padron and Perdomo. Mm -hmm. And the rest of the cigar industry is putting out products so fast mm -hmm. that you get halfway through the cigar and tastes like ammonia. Not to ask a dumb question just, here, but what does ammonia taste like? Is it sour? Is it hot? Is it spicy? Have you ever sprayed Windex on a window and had a little spray into your mouth? Because that's exactly what uh, that shit tastes like. All right. Well, that's not good. So ammonia <laughs> ammonia and nitrates are both uh, products of growing on, on the, in the tobacco plant. So ammonia is a byproduct of photosynthesis, and nitrates come from the soil from the fertilization. And when you sweat tobacco, you put it in a compost pile, and you ferment it. And the heat comes up, and at about 106, they flip the piles and they do that for a year to three years, depending wow. on how thick the tobacco is. And the longer they flip, the more times they flip it, the more times they get to that 106, the more ammonia and nitrates get released naturally. And they're also trying to, believe it or not, break down the nicotine so that you, the smoker, can smoke more cigars without getting sick. Mm. This is all part of it. The nicotine degrades over time. So when you finally get to a cigar... If the tobacco has been aged properly and it's gone through closer to the three years than the one year, you have a very smooth, you have a very palate-friendly smoke. Mm -hmm. When it's closer to the one year, it's smooth for the first half, and then it becomes less palate-friendly. You start to feel the smoke on the roof of your mouth. You start to get a sting on the back of your throat, and that is the presence of ammonia and nitrates 
and and also you start to get a little buzz and that's the presence of nicotine because it hasn't degraded over time so if you bought a box of cigars and the first one or two that's re- that's a recurring situation fucking cat um that's a recurring situation is that a time where you would say okay if you have a, a humidor or, or somewhere you would put that away for six months or two years or what's the thought there if you had a box and you smoked two cigars and halfway through you got ammonia, I would take that box and leave it outside of humidification for two full months. Mm. Let those cigars dry out completely and then put them in your humidor with the box closed and they'll rehydrate very slowly and then they'll be smokable. And if you did that another time, maybe two, three more times and, and took that out for a year, you would have done this dry box cycle that happens with Atabay, Byron, and Bandolero. He does that with the actual cigars themselves mm. and takes cigars that are good and makes them exceptional. And I've done it. I've done experiments myself. In fact, this cigar is two years old, Aladino Corojo Reserve in the Figurado. Mm. And I dry box cycled that for a full year. And I've been just slowly smoking out of this box for the last year. And it's awesome. Let me ask you some newbie, beginner, not a lot of knowledge, although listening to the show has really increased my learning curve and knowledge about I feel like I'm a dangerous expert to a certain degree because of how much I've learned from the show, which I certainly appreciate. I'd say a small handful of times over the last number of months, I'll be smoking a cigar, not specific to any manufacturer, not specific to any ring gauge or you know, length or anything like this, but the cigar seems to be, and I go through the whole lighting ritual and getting the wrapper seared in and make sure the foot, the inside, everything's, you know, nice and glowy, blow on it. The whole thing that I've watched on so I've learned from you. And then, and I'm, my puff rate's pretty good every minute or so. Um, the, the standard puff rate, I'm a, a two puff guy. So a quick one and then do the draw smokes out just like you're doing right there. Same. Inevitably the cigar seems to want to go out on me. Is that part and parcel or is there something that I'm doing wrong? Where do you live? Cleveland. Palm City, USA. So you and I are, (laughs) you and I are basically on the same uh, latitude, right? We're the same. So that's what's going on in the summertime when the humidity outside is, 90 percent and you light that cigar the wrapper behind where you lit is starting to absorb moisture that quick and so oh the wrapper is the first thing and the wrapper is very instrumental in combustion because typically it'll be fermented for a long time so it'll they, they intentionally will thin that wrapper out and then they'll, so if it was a Maduro cigar, the wrapper might be a little thicker, but they're going to put a thin binder underneath it to balance it out. So those two leaves together, their leaves and they're porous, they start sucking moisture. Hmm. So what I will typically do in the summertime is I turn my humidifier completely off and I try to get my box on the drier days at the end of spring, I try to get my humidor down into the mid to low even 50s and keep that shit closed so that when I go in there, it's in the cooler part of the day, 
I'm not looking to jack the heat up and I'm not looking to jack the humidity up so that I can get the cigars I'm going to smoke today or tomorrow and I'll put them in a sealed bag so that I'm not exposing them to the elements as best I can. It's not an exact science, but typically if cigars are going out, it's the environment and not the smoker per se. Jonathan, one last question before I let you go and appreciate the time as always. The premium cigar association or whatever, the, the big trade show for uh, cigars took place a month or two ago, which means new cigars are going to be hitting the market. A lot of them we've been hearing about on your show as far as that are coming in and in stock available for sale at two guys. In your opinion, what are some of the best ones for those uh, intermediate to expert cigar smokers that might be looking for something new to try? La Llorona by Aventura is it's killing it. It's such a good cigar. $16, $17 of the price tag kind of makes people pause a little bit, but yeah, you light one up, they're great. And then uh, West Tampa Tobacco Company has come out with some good stuff. The uh, folks at Rojas with their street taco carnitas. I'm not even a fan of Connecticut Shade, and that Connecticut Shade is really good. Is he going to be a star, so, yeah, that guy? I think so. I think so. I, I have yet to have, I've had Blue Bonnet in a couple different Great. formats. I've had uh, Barbacoa, I've had Carnita, and I've had Statement. And every one has been a knockdown, stole cold, lead pipe lock winner for me. Yeah, the, he, and do, smoke he just doesn't machines. make bad cigars. Like those things are smoke machines. That's for sure. The uh, he had uh, we found out about him. He had made Barry Stein's kilo years ago. That's when I met him the first time, and he's just been plugging along. And he loves those smaller ring gauges. So yep. if you want something with flavor and something with body, and something and you don't mind something a little on the smaller side compared to where cigars are going, mm. uh, he doesn't make anything bigger than a fifty ring gauge. Uh, and a ring gauge is one sixty fourth of an inch to put that into perspective. So a one inch cigar would be sixty four ring gauge, uh, one inch across. He just doesn't make big cigars, so you've got to be able to deal with the small cigars, which I like because then I can have many different small cigars throughout the day, and I don't feel like I've been smoked out. Mr. Jonathan, tell everybody where they can listen to you live and or in podcast. Uh, we're on the Cigar Authority. That's the. T-H-E, CigarAuthority.com. You can catch us on Podbean or any place where there's any podcast catcher, iHeartRadio, you name it. Uh, YouTube, we're on Rumble, Facebook Live. Uh, because Just because I get kicked off Facebook doesn't mean everybody else is. So you, could, you can listen on Facebook if you want. But yeah, any place you can catch a podcast, uh, get a podcast catcher, the show's on. Number two in the Burger Bash, but number one in our hearts and the official cigar expert of the Barbecue Central show, Mr. Jonathan. Always appreciate the, the time, man. and we'll talk to you soon. All right. Thank you so much. There he is, Mr. J. Cigar Authority podcast, which can be found on all the podcast platforms, of course. So if you're just getting into, this is what I would say, if you're just getting into cigars, you don't know anything about it, you're dummy like I was a year ago, literally to the day. Listening to this show, going back even two years into the archives, and it's been going on almost as long as my show has been going on. I believe they're starting their 13th year of live shows, and I'm into my technical 14th year of live show broadcasting, but I did it two years as a podcast before that. It's not a contest, but I win. This show has single-handedly helped ramp up my 
learning curve on how to pick out flavors and brands to try and deals to be had and interviews with the industry insiders and the manufacturers. It's like the Barbecue Central show, except it has to do with cigars. So if you're a fan or a new fan or you want to be a fan, this is a show I'm telling you to subscribe to immediately, if not sooner, and you will thank me for it. Mr. J is one of the many co-hosts slash hosts of that show, and that's a, also a live show on Saturdays from noon to 2 Eastern. So I highly recommend it if you are getting into the lifestyle, and we thank Mr. Jonathan for joining us. For an extra segment, let's talk a little cigars. Before we wrap it up here this evening, I will talk to you about Vortic Watch Company. By the way, guess who just got his new custom Vortic Watch? Me. Two years in the making, and we finally got it. I'll take some better pictures of it. We can talk about it later. Back in the day, watches were be made, were be, watches were made to be worn in the pocket. After World War II, the wristwatch came into vogue. And the pocket watch quickly became an afterthought, finding its way into sock drawers and scrap heaps. And that's a national tragedy. However, Enervortic Watch Company, helping bridge the gap between America's storied watch manufacturing past and bridging it to the present day where wristwatches are finding incredible popularity again. Here's the coolest part. Each watch that Vortic makes is unique and one of a kind. No one has a watch that's just like somebody else's. All unique. Vortic found it on the model that America wasn't assembled. It was built. Check out VorticWatches.com for more information. That's VorticWatches.com. And we'll be back to wrap the show up right after this. Stick around. We'll be right back. Whole packers, full racks, legs and thighs, injecting butts. You've never heard this before. You might think you found the best triple X show ever. Let's get back to the most homoerotic host out there today, Craig Rimpy. All right, welcome back, and we thank Mr. Jonathan for joining us the last segment. His website's again, cigarauthority.com. And if you're looking to buy stuff online because you don't live next to a brick and mortar retailer that carries the stuff that you like, and you're going to go online to buy it. The number two, guyscigars.com is that website. I am a semi-frequent customer there. So it is trusted and tried by yours truly. All right, let's go ahead and make tracks out of here all the way back in the first hour. It was Ray Lampy, Dr. Barbecue. We talked about turkey. We talked about his turkey tour that he went on in Illinois, no less, which sounded fabulous. He's going to be at the American Royal this year, so look him up. 280 teams are going to be taking place in a turkey contest at the American Royal? Holy moly. Sign up if there's still time. Push it to 300. That would be spectacular. For turkey? Who doesn't love turkey? Are we all committing that we're going to eat turkey more in between now and Thanksgiving and then after Thanksgiving and the next Thanksgiving? I'm really going to try to do it this time. This time I really... After Ray Lampy, it was John Furman from BubbinMothers.com. Bubba Mothers Spice and Barbecue Rubs. Learned about his story, giving back to veterans and the local charities there, but looking to do it on more of a national scale. But this is where we're starting now. So try those rubs out right now, BubbinMothers.com. And in the second hour, Johnny Maggs from Pit Life Barbecue made his debut. Just stop. 
Give me a second to finish what I'm doing. Johnny Mags made his debut. Also, Mr. Jonathan from the Cigar Authorities podcast was also in that mix, and we recapped their big burger bash that they had at two guys earlier in the month. Mr. Jonathan trying his hand at a kind of like White Castle burger. Johnny Mags going all in on the double smash burger with queso cheese sauce and pretzel bun, which ended up winning the day, and 100 bucks in cash in his pocket to boot. Which he should have walked right into the humidor, too, guys, and spent that hundred bucks. Why not give it back? And then Mr. J hanging out for an additional segment talking about the latest and greatest in the cigar world right now. Big show planned for you next week, of course. Sam the Cooking Guy is in. Malcolm Reed is in. We'll catch up with him to see what's going on with that Memphis in May and the $7,800 non refundable deposit Uh-oh. situation. Other interviews are being lined up as well. So how do I always leave you? September 11th, 2001. I will never forget until next Tuesday at 9 p.m. Eastern. This is your program host and proud U.S. American, Greg Rempe. Good night now. Hi, this is Stover, the barbecue hunk. You're listening to the Barbecue Central Show. Have a hunky day.